0: Hey, it's Alan Carter. Here's what's coming up on the podcast today. Who is the real villain? Is it the restaurant owner opening up the barbecue joint? Or is it the auditor general? Or are we thinking about this all wrong? Open and honest discussions with those who have very different ideas about COVID. That is coming up. Let's get to it. Welcome to the program. We begin with some breaking news. that is just coming out of Queen's Park right now. The Minister of Health has uh, just announced that it appears that Ontario will not indeed be getting the vaccine that the Minister had previously announced that uh, the federal government had secured. Uh, mass doses of vaccines, and that once they were approved, that in the early portion of 2021, Ontario was slated to get about two and a half million doses. And it was unusual when that came up because the federal government would not confirm it. And the federal government was asked a number of times about it. And now, of course, we find out that it appears that Canada is going to be behind in line a number of other nations, because according to the federal government at least, we don't have the capacity to create the vaccine ourselves. Uh, and this just up from now, just out of Queen's Park right now, the Minister of Health for Ontario saying the comments from the Prime Minister about the vaccine distribution are concerning and says it is up to him to quote unquote stand up for Canada. Christian Elliott saying that, so that Ontario no longer expecting to receive vaccines in early 2021. Keep your eye on that, folks. That is a huge, huge story. And it, it has not come yet because right now, obviously, we are dealing with the second wave. We're thinking about things like Christmas and the holidays and all of that. But come the new year, once the vaccine begins to roll out, as expected in other parts of the world, Canadians are going to be rolling up their sleeves and saying, "Hey, where are our where is our vaccine?" And keep in mind, the federal government is in a minority situation. And you know, most pundits believe that it is likely we could see a federal election either spring or fall of next year. And the central issue, the only issue in an upcoming federal election will be vaccine distribution. And if the feds are perceived to have bumbled that or fumbled that ball, that is going to be big news and big, big trouble for Justin Trudeau. Well, we all are sort of tired, are we not? As the premier of this province said in his press conference yesterday, people people are getting edgy out there. They are. People are getting upset.
1: You've
2: got to be kidding me. uh, Thank you. You see what's happening in Manitoba and across the other regions? We need to stick together. You want to get through this? We need to stick together.
0: Sorry. My dramatic pause there was just uh, a little excessive. So let me just rack that bad boy up again. (laughs) Um, I want to ask you this. Who's the bigger villain here? Who's the bigger villain right now? In the province of Ontario. Is it the clown down there at the barbecue joint in Etobicoke? And later on, I'm going to address the name I just called him. But is it the person who is opening up their restaurant in defiance of the rules for possibly a third day running? Now we got a Scarborough gym who's weighing in as well. So... Is that person the bigger villain, or is it the Auditor General of Ontario? Because I want to play two clips from you here. I want to play two clips for you, and I want you to guess uh, who is the Premier of Ontario talking about. Is the Premier of Ontario talking about a man opening a barbecue restaurant in Etobicoke in violation of the rules and the actual laws, or is he talking about an independent officer of the Ontario legislature? Hit it, Doug.
2: Don't start pretending you're you're a doctor or a health professional because I can tell you you aren't. Stick with the numbers. Stick with the number crunching.
0: So who is Doug talking about there? And then play this other one. Here, play number one Ford for me. Then li- listen you to this. You've
2: got to be kidding me! You see what's happening in Manitoba and across the other regions? We need to stick together. You want to get through this? We need to stick together.
0: Same language, same tone. One is for a guy open on a barbecue restaurant. The other is for the Auditor General. You know, I get it. I get we're all tired. And I think nobody more so than Doug Ford. And, I, you know, I <laughs> rightly so. The Premier has got a lot on his plate, a lot on his shoulders. But I, I don't think we're served well by this kind of thing in reaction to the Auditor General's report.
2: Uh, I'm, I'm really glad the Auditor General just got a health degree and become a doctor uh, over the last year or so. This
0: is Doug Ford mocking the Auditor General and essentially telling her just, you know, stay in your lane. You want, why don't you stick with the counting? You're an accountant. So start counting, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the auditor in question, Bonnie Lissick. I talked a little bit about this yesterday, but I want to dig into a little bit more, because it is important to know who Bonnie Lissick is and what she has done in the past as the Auditor General of Ontario. Before I get to that, though, did anybody actually hear what the Premier had to say on Wednesday about holiday direction? Did that... Did that cut through? Because it's pretty easy to be cynical about the timing of that announcement. So yesterday, the premier comes out and says, you you want some direction on your holidays, on what to do over the upcoming uh, holiday season? Well, here it is. And then you think, well, wait a second, you're doing this on the day that this damning report drops? I know all governments do it. I mean, the Liberal government was terrible for this. The Liberal government in Ontario, if something nasty was coming their way, sure as shooting, Kathleen Wynne and Charles Sousa would be in a grocery store somewhere picking out a bottle of wine or some, a six-pack and say, Look, you booze in a grocery store. <laughs> hey! I mean, it's, you know, turning the page is as old as the book's. So it's easy to think of it that way. And maybe that was the intention, because there is no reason it had to be on the day that the government knew that this report was coming down. But with so many people actually really concerned about this, I mean we can argue back and forth whether or not the auditor's right, whether Doug Ford's right, whether the auditor should, you know, just stick to counting the beans. At the end of the day, what do you want to know about? You want to know if you can see your mom. At Christmas, you want to know, you know, if if you can get together. Well, did anybody hear this yesterday? This is actually the direction that came from the province.
2: The safest way for any of us to enjoy the holidays, no matter where we live in the province, is to celebrate with our own households. Doing so is critical if you live in a lockdown region. If you live alone, you can join one other household, so you won't be alone for the holidays. That is Doug Ford with Holiday
0: Directions, which is just the worst Christmas record. Doug Ford's Holiday Directions. But it is important news, important direction there. I think that we need to listen to and we need to start to try and figure out what we're doing. And I have some concerns that that Holiday Direction just kind of came amid all of this noise. And, all, you know, between the barbecued joint and the Auditor General and stick to your knitting and all the rest of it, did anybody hear that? Anyone? Bueller? Now, I promise to talk about Bonnie Lissick a little bit because Bonnie Lissick is the Auditor General of the province of Ontario. She has been the Auditor since 2013. So when Doug Ford says yesterday, stick with the job we hired you for, Ah, uh, you didn't hire her. So there's that. But Bonnie Lissick has had run-ins with previous governments, with the liberal governments. And you, you may know that all of the back and forth about whether or not the liberals were cooking the books, all of that came because Bonnie Lissick decided that she wanted to change the accounting structure. And it, this is in the weeds and boring as... All, you know, it's really, really dull. This is for the wonks in the house, but decided that she wanted to take pension assets and make that take that off of the black side. You know, it's not the plus side of the column anymore. You can't count that as an asset. And all of a sudden, the deficit goes way up. And the Tories put their hands on their hips and say, You got to listen to the auditor here. And and today, actually, the Ontario Liberals dug up a, a bunch of tweets from. Vic Fideli, who was at one point the finance minister, is now the minister of economic development. And when he was in opposition, you know, he kept saying, well, you got to respect the auditor. you got to respect the auditor. And the liberals are saying, she doesn't know what she's talking about, man. She's wrong. And I'm no accountant, but, you know, I looked into this a number of times over the years because it came up again and again. And pretty much most of the bean counters sort of said, well, the auditor is probably not right. So here it is now, just deliciousness on the irony. Mmm, another slice of that ironic pie. Mmm, isn't that good? That now the auditor, who just absolutely burned the liberals... I mean, people really believed going into the last election that the liberals had been cooking the books. And, you know, there's no evidence of that. There isn't. But that came because of what the auditor said. The auditor injected herself into the politics of the province. And now according to the Ford government, has done so again. I think there are some serious questions to be asked about why are we—hold on, why are we having an auditor's report on a pandemic response mid-pandemic? But you could make the case that it is vital that we do so, considering that it appears later on today, if it hasn't already happened, at some point today the liberals are—I'm sorry, the progressive conservatives are going to use their majority in the House— to extend the tenure of Dr. David Williams. So maybe it is that we absolutely need it right now. We need the information now so we can say, well, well hey, Doc Williams, we can't we, I'm sorry, thank you. Here's a nice watch. Um, please enjoy your retirement because the government wants to extend his tenure. And the auditor said in her her report, he's not doing his job. And it appears, if you read the auditor's report at least, it it appears that the reason that the Ford government likes him so much is he's pliant. I wanted to read this to you quick. i got to quickly take a break, but I want to read this to you uh, from Martin Redcon today, who has a great column. About the auditor, which, check that out on the star. Uh, basically, she, he, he points out some of the things that I'm get, trying to get at here, which is that the auditor in the past has run into trouble. And he, Martin writes, on COVID-19, the auditor seems as out of depth as her grasp of governance is shallow. Confusing her command tables, transposing provincial scenarios, misconceiving the role of the medical officer of health and mixing and matching numbers. So you could make a case. I mean, and you know, Martin Redcon isn't you know, no champion of the Ford government by any stretch of the imagination, and here he is laying bare the difficulty with. The auditor and sort of, you know, basically underscoring what Doug Ford had to say yesterday, which is the things full of inaccuracies and stick to your lane. But all of it comes together to do what? More confusion. More animosity. More finger pointing. And nobody knows what's going on for the holidays. It is getting more and more difficult to watch the news throughout the course of the day here locally as you uh, you see the people gathering at that barbecue restaurant in Etobicoke and all kinds of hangers-on, and it's not just the people who would be out there who would be saying, you know, I don't agree with the shutdown for small businesses or we need to, you know, th- th- there are different ways to disagree with the policies, but i can tell you what's going on right now. Outside that barbecue uh, joint is disturbing. And what's happening at Queen's Park today is also disturbing. And that is a group being led by Randy Hillier, who is an independent MPP from Eastern Ontario who stood in the house yesterday and compared COVID-19 to the flu. And the Minister of Health just kind of went, like, what? You didn't possibly just say that in the house, did you? And it's easy to dismiss all of that. And I can tell you, by the way, that I just uh, ran into my co-anchor, Farah Nasser, who uh, was actually down at Queen's Park. And she was doing a, uh, what we say a stand-up, which would be like filming a, a, a piece, uh, sometimes called a link. It's, you know, it's the sort of thing where you see the reporter in the middle of the story. And she was doing that in front of Queen's Park. And, of course, the, the protest is there. And she said that, you know, there was very, very aggressive Uh, People yelling at her, you know, people getting right into her face, you know, not wearing masks. And we've seen that outside of the barbecue joint. And I just want to, you know, put out a word to all of those journalists out there, you know, on the front lines, whether it's with our station or with our competitors, you know, the the work that they're doing and bringing these stories to us and showing us what's happening uh, in our city. I mean, that's a frontline job. And thank you to all of them, you know, from... uh, Former outdoor cat who is now an indoor cat, um, you know, a tip of the hat to everybody out there doing that. I want to open the lines if I can and just talk about how do you talk to people who, you know, might be going to the barbecue joint or might head down to this protest at Queens Park or the, the place in Scarborough the gym in Scarborough that has opened up. How do you do that? Are you a person that would, you know, say and go down there? Because, you know, I think what's super important here is that, and I I used a term earlier in the program where I referred to the owner of this barbecue joint as a clown. Um, And, you know, I I can say words, you know, call them names all day long. But I shouldn't, should I? Because if you look into how is it that you are supposed to react and talk to someone who is, quote-unquote, a denier or thinks COVID is a hoax or thinks that masks are a way of taking away your freedom, how is it that we communicate with those people? And even saying those people is the wrong way to talk about it. For example, psychotherapist Katrina Georgiou Quoted in the story says, the first thing you need to do is you need to step back and remove the label of denier. By making it into a collective noun, you're basically saying that's all they are to a person. You're just a denier. Just It's a label. Just because they're a denier doesn't mean they're a terrible person. It means they have a view you don't agree with. And try and take the emotions out of it. The second you try to win, you are already losing. And I love that line. I love that line. Because we and I'm so guilty of this. You know, we, we we talk to win. We do everything to win. We argue to win. And for the people that are showing up at the barbecue restaurant or at Queen's Park and who are angry and who are shouting, we are not going to win. So let's try and have a respectful dialogue about it here at 416-870-6400. I want you to give me a call and I want to talk about are you a person that, you know, would put yourself in that category? I don't want to say denier, but would just would you say, you know what, if I wasn't doing whatever I'm doing right now, I'd be right down there at Queen's Park. I'd be right down there at that barbecue joint and I'd be getting myself some of that coleslaw and some of those some of that no-smell beans. That's my joke about the beans, because you can eat the beans all day long, uh, but you're not going to have a sense of smell because that's one of the symptoms of COVID. See, I shouldn't tell jokes, should I? I shouldn't. I shouldn't do that. An update on what's happening outside the uh, barbecue joint in Etobicoke coming right up. Also, more information about what's happening outside of Queens Park, a pair of protests underway over a lockdown, but I want to get you up to date with what has happened this morning in Kawartha Lakes, a shooting involving an OPP officer. Mark Junta is a global news reporter who is on the scene. Mark, welcome. What can you tell us? tell
1: you that started at a home in Bob Cajun area and then ended up just west of Bob Cage and along Pigeon Lake Road, where it is now currently closed. Uh, the OPP commissioner earlier today tweeting that an officer has been seriously injured. We haven't received any updates, though, on, on that officer's condition since that point, and the road remains closed, and police are not saying much else at this point. So the SIU uh, has now invoked its mandate, and uh, they will be updating reporters in Toronto at 4 o'clock. But at this point, uh, we don't have much more in terms of information uh, regarding this.
0: Mark, set the scene for me a little bit. Uh, what are you seeing? You said you're, I guess you're back uh, quite a distance from a- any part where anything has actually happened.
1: Yeah, so I'm at uh, a road closure at Pigeon Lake Road and Heights Road, which would be west of Bob Cage and east of Lindsay. And uh, essentially what I see is, is not much because it's very foggy here, and, and it's uh, a very rural area. There's no homes, anything to be seen. So what I can see is police tape across the road, uh, one, police uh cruiser a pickup truck with lights flashing and barricades uh and then basically you you can see maybe about 100 meters or so down the road the road then veers to the left behind what looks to be a grove of trees and perhaps a farm but again because it's just so foggy right now you really can't see anything uh more than about 100 meters
0: so all we really know is there was and, and you, you were just sort of cut off at the very beginning there, but all we really know here is that there was some kind of pursuit and then shots were fired and one officer injured. Do we have anything more than that?
1: No, it started at an actual home up near Bob Cajun and it ended to the west of Bob Cajun about you know 10 minutes or so west along this stretch of road. But, you know, the police aren't saying much else at this point and uh, yeah, the FYU will, We'll update the, the case uh, at 4 o'clock. The SIU just arrived on scene, actually, maybe about 10 minutes ago or so. A big van pulled in and, and drove in. And again, because it's so foggy, they, they, they disappeared as they made the bend.
0: All right, Mark, appreciate the update. Thanks very much. Stay well out there.
1: Yeah, thank you so much.
0: There is Mark Junta, who is a journalist with Global News, with actually with Global Peterborough, who is covering that situation uh, in Kawartha Lakes, so we'll keep on top of that. And Obviously our, where our thoughts are with that OPP officer injured in that shooting. All right. I promised an update on what's going on, on those protests. So what's happening at that barbecue place, which I'm, you know, I'm still determined not actually to say the name of it. <laughs> you know what? Right, this, is, this is a private enterprise. You want, you want advertisements, you know, call our ad department. They'll be happy to take your business. Uh, The barbecue joint, uh, where there has been ongoing protests, the owner has now been arrested, uh, handcuffed, and taken away. We don't know about any charges, but the owner has been arrested and taken away. And I can also tell you that at Queens Park, a protest that was organized by independent MPP Randy Hillier Police have arrived there and reporting I'm seeing now saying that Randy Hillier has received a ticket from Toronto police. A Toronto sergeant on the scene has said that it is in regards to him organizing this protest on the lawn of Queens Park in contravention of the rules. Can't do that. Can't organize something like that. And I can tell you that it is a raucous day in both places. Both places, there's a lot of angry people. And there's also a... a why can't I just say gym? I don't know. I just keep stalling at the word gym here today. There's a gym in Scarborough where our Mark Carcasole is. And that gym has opened as well. And the gym owner says he suspects that he's going to get a fine a fine of, I believe, $30,000 for opening up. He says he can't pay his rent anyway, so he can't pay, you know, it's like a a blood-from-a-stone issue. And so that is what's going on today in those places. Also, here's the other really interesting thing that has broken in the last hour, is that the Minister of Health for this province has said, it turns out that we are not in this province going to be getting The two and a half million doses of the vaccine that the provincial government promised us that we were going to get. And the provincial government is pointing its finger directly at the feds and saying that the feds don't have the supply and saying to the prime minister, stand up for Canada. Now, you may know the background to this is the prime minister recently has said that we may be somewhat delayed in getting the vaccine in Canada because we don't have the capacity to uh, manufacture it ourselves. So, therefore, we have to rely on other nationalities, other places to actually to create the vaccine. And Patty Hajdu, I can tell you now, the Minister of Health for Canada, has responded now to the Minister of Health for Ontario by saying, I don't know what she's talking about. I don't know what she's talking about, about saying that we're not going to get the doses of the vaccine in the first quarter of 2021. David Aiken, our senior correspondent, has just reported in a Zoom press conference, Canadian Health Minister Patty Haydeau says Ontario Health Minister Christine Elliott, quote, is Incorrect. I was saying that Canada can expect 6 million doses of at least 2 to 3 of the current candidate vaccines in the first quarter of 2021. You want to see some angry people. I mean, you forget about barbecues and gyms and rallies outside of Queen's Park. People will get steamed if it is perceived that somehow we are too far back in the line for a vaccine. Of course, you know, just getting the vaccine, like, you know, even if we get what we have been promised, and keep in mind this thing is not yet approved, not approved. It's close, looks good, not approved. So that even if we do get what we're expecting to get, Minister of Health previously had said that we're going to get about roughly two and a half million doses. It's unclear whether that means, you know, doses of, for example, the Pfizer vaccine, which requires two doses to get to immunity. So, you know, half that number of two and a half million in terms of the effectiveness and, you know, if that's indeed the case. We don't know that entirely for sure. We do know that uh... general former General Hillier, Rick Hillier is in charge of Ontario's rollout, and that what they're looking at is, you know the first tranche would go to seniors in uh, congregate living, and then you'd got to get them to the doctors and the nurses and the front care frontline health care workers obviously have to get that. you know the then next on your list is you know obviously you're going to be into police, and firefighters, any kind of emergency service, and then you've got to get it to the teachers. I mean, teachers got to come before news anchors, tell you that for free, make sure the teachers get it first. I don't need to go on a vacation. The teacher needs the shot in the arm to make sure the schools continue to be reopened. But all of that still has to be worked out. And if you look at the anger and what's boiling up on the streets out front of, of the legislature in front of a barbecue joint, where everybody with an axe to grind, and some of the people there, the, some of the, some of the views being expressed are odious and not sweet smelling like good barbecue sauce. Not saying that of everybody there, just saying that you know, it's a magnet to for a lot of people with a lot of different agendas, but it it doesn't take away from the fact that it's out there. That anger is out there. And here's my concern. Right now, we've got a federal government saying, listen, we're going to get, don't worry. Hey, whoa, well, I don't know what you're talking about. We're getting the vaccine. We've got the, the provincial government saying, not so fast. I don't think we're getting it after all. And it's just another example of a schism between health officials and politicians and politicians on different uh, different levels of government and society itself. And we're beginning to strain a little bit here. All need to breathe in. All need to breathe in, breathe out. Thank you so much for spending some of your time with us today here on the Alan Carter Radio Program. Thank you to all those who called in, all of those who have written to me uh, furious about what I had to say. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. And guess what? I'll be back again tomorrow at noon. Talk then. Don't forget, the Alan Carter Show is live weekdays starting at noon. Take care.